morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast, episode number 230, and we're doing this enthusiastically, even though on the inside, your host, Florence Ion, feels like half a person. So I already said I'm your host, Florence Ion. You're you're filled with half goodness, not half evil. I've been in physical pain, thank you to a vaccine that I had the other day. Uh, So I would like to thank the Doctors of America for... Sticking a needle in me when I needed it. Hi, Andy. Well, no. That, oh, hello, hello, Flo. But the, see, you are you are to be commended because you're doing exactly the right thing and saying that yes, I'm going to be in pain or discomfort. For not not all vaccines are like that, but this one had that effect. But the uh, the effect is that you're making the, the 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 population the 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 herd of humans more healthy. Uh, as a exactly. result, and that's what that's what's exactly. supposed to be all about. It's if I the, it, that really is the thing that shames me into getting the flu shot every year, even though mm-hmm. it really has. I can't remember the last time I had like a bad cold or the flu or anything like that, because as soon as I'm thinking, oh, okay, I mean, I, I, do I really have to do that? I think about, yeah, but Andy, there are people who are like elderly uh, who are already sick who have compromised immune systems and although you are born you're beating your chest saying you see i'm so hale and hearty that you forget that you are probably still a carrier of things that could really ruin things and remember how angry you were six or seven years ago and you devoted an entire podcast to how much you hate the person who sat next to you on a six-hour plane plane trip who was coughing nonstop the whole way causing you to have a bad cough for two or three weeks and disrupting your schedule you, you didn't intend to do the entire all hour long podcast calling this person a bleeping bleep bleep, but you did. So do you want to be that bleeping bleep bleep for someone else? No, you sure don't. <laughs> so you get the shot. Uh, <laughs> this is episode number 230 of the Material Podcast. This is going to be good. Uh, now, now, in the spirit of uh, you know us devoting every episode to a specific area code, Today's episode is actually devoted to Country Code 230, which is the nation of Mauritius, which is smack dab in the Indian Ocean. Uh, Now it is just off, well, it's not just off, but if you look on our map, it looks like it's just off Madagascar. Um, You can kind of see, if you look at a certain angle, you can see Sri Lanka and India like up in the northeast but anyway, it's it's off of Madagascar. It's all the way down there in the Indian Ocean. Now, what this place is really known for, if you decide that you are going to go there and visit, which I'm sure it would be a beautiful trip if you were to do that, uh, then you should go to the, and I apologize for butchering this, the Sir Siwusagur Ramgulam Botanical Garden, which is often shortened to the SSR Botanical Garden, and it is commonly known as the Pamplemousses Botanical Garden. Now, this is a popular tourist attraction near Port Louis, Mauritius. It's the oldest botanical garden in the Southern Hemisphere, and it is famous for its long pond of giant water lilies. Uh, And other things that you can see here include feature featured spices, ebonies, sugar canes, and 85 varieties of palms from Central America, Asia, Africa, and the islands around the Indian Ocean. So, there you go. And listeners, if you have uh, two questions, uh, thusly being, A, is it Andy who looks up these things and puts them in the show notes? And B, did he put the Sir Sawoguzur Remgulam Bark Gardens in the show notes, knowing that it was going to be Flo this week, would have to pronounce that again, yes. 
to my credit, I did bring up the Wikipedia page you did, you did to do, like understand. You did do very, very well. That was, <laughs> and I even looked it up on Google Maps to see exactly where it was. You know, I was, I, I did uh, when it came up when I was like looking for information. I was like, oh, oh I got to put that in and just have fun with that. But it then I, you wound up like clicking. Th- you want you do wind up clicking through and say, you know what? If I were like in Mad- Madagascar, I might actually. Bang a left to Mauritius to check that out because that actually does sound like the botanical. Well, yeah, because if you're going to go all the way down to Madagascar, like that is an expensive trip. First of all, like you're already paying all that money to go down there. You might as well make it worth your while. It's like when I went to New Zealand, I said, you know what? We're going to do both islands because I don't know when I'm going to be back here. This is a this is far away from where I live. And you know what? I'm really glad I did that. Yeah. I'm I'm really happy I did that. So, folks, if you happen to be in the good fortune of going somewhere far, far, far away, do what you can to get the most out of it. That's what I say. You know, don't yeah. just go. Don't just go to Berlin. Like, get on a train and go look around Germany outside of Berlin. There's a lot of country countrysides out there with lots of like very interesting people watching. There's you know beautiful flora and fauna. There's menus in a language that you don't understand like this is this is how you experience the world folks don't just stay in what makes you comfortable i i heartily agree that i've through being a being a tech journalist for a great number of years i've had opportunities to travel in a lot of places that i would not have had i taken a job at my uncle's lumberyard uh and 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 yes, you yes, I have picked up like a lot of like souvenirs and like things from my travels. But always, 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 the the souvenirs that mean the most to me are like I have this little just kind of like a pyre, pyrex covered dish that's exactly the right size for like one serving of green beans or 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 uh, or, uh, or, or or corn or something like that, which I bought in a supermarket uh, in Spain uh, in Spain that I was just like sort of passing through because I needed a bottle of water. And oh wow, here's a supermarket that like they they have things that I probably have not even though it's it's not a normal thing, but it's something that I use all the time. I still have dish towels from uh, again another like sort of like whatever the the target market is equivalent of in Beijing, and and it's like again every time like these towels like uh, come up in the regular like laundry rotation and get behind like oh wow nobody knows that these are these. Again, perfectly. It's not. It's not hard to be in America and buy towels that were made in China. However, every time that I, I think about like that place I went and my, I can remember what I had for dinner mm-hmm. uh, on my walk to the city before then. So yes, exactly. It's. Uh, there's. I think that the ideal travel day will always be a combination of doing the tourist things that you want to the 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 sixteen year old like black trench coat and the cure listening to version of yourself say hey, you know what i'm not i'm not, i know i'm in dublin but i'm not gonna go to you're not gonna visit the guinness factory in dublin man that's what the tourists do but you should because it's the guinness factory and you get to have like a glass of guinness that's like seconds old it's like they picked it from the vine just that morning but then also take a walk and find out that hey look it's just a really 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 I don't know why there there's this like tower that looks like it was built 180 years ago and it's like on private property but I was passing by and someone who like lives or works there saw me with a camera hey c- come on in I'm not going to do the voice come inside look there's a really if you can get you can get a better shot of the tower from like inside than from the street like I was going to and again that's a combination of both those things 
Uh, the only thing we can agree, the only thing we agree on is that you are not traveling the world. You do not spend eight hours to ten hours on a plane on an international flight to volunteer to check the quality control of the Big Mac internationally. You can trust that McDonald's knows how, has has trained the the staff in Beijing to make a Big Mac the way that everyone else makes it. You I'm don't sorry. have to check I, that yourself. I eat McDonald's. I eat McDonald's everywhere I go. I just I, I Burger King, KFC. Like I want to know. I want to know how globalization. <laughs> I want to know how American globalization has seeped into other cultures around the world. Because my first exposure to it was a kid in Romania when they had McDonald's, <laughs> and like I didn't like Romanian food as a kid, and so of course I managed to get my dad to take us to mcdonald's in romania and that was a big deal back then because yep. remember after the fall of communism like having american product smack dab in the center of bucharest was like whoa what is happening and now there's a giant huawei hq in romania that you know uh employs thousands and thousands of people and they're actually like people other than romanians in bucharest which it's really quite interesting anyway to <laughs> So you do have, you know, now maybe do look at globalize the the way globalization has like really impacted these places. I would it's, say, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's it's kind of okay. I'll, I'll, as an aside, I do not fault you for like having McDonald's and places you go. I have to if, even in Beijing. I traveled a lot in college. I was very poor. Right. I, I, nope, nope. I went to Europe with like. $300 in my pocket. So it was like, how can I make this last for four weeks? Well, also, also the fact that the fact that I knew that knew where a McDonald's was in relationship to my hotel uh, in Beijing gave me the license to be a lot more adventurous and like picking places to eat. Because if, if as happened, I went to a really like hole in the wall place, but it smelled good. And it looked like the people who were eating there, a were on the same sort of budget as I am, uh, and B looks like they're having a good time. And you order something, and it really you learn that oh, so in China they you grow up learning how to like pick like sugar cube sized chicken bones that have been chopped up out of the meat that you're eating, and you wind up maybe not having as full a meal as you would like. Again, that gave me the license to be adventurous, so that okay, if I'm okay, that was tasty. I I couldn't navigate it very well. But it was, I'm glad I did this, mm-hmm. and I'm also glad that I have like the Chinese equivalent of seven dollars in my pocket and the ability to point at the number one combo menu <laughs> and know exactly what I'm getting. Exactly. Uh, but I will say, uh, uh, and we're pl- we're playing our absolutely uh, has nothing. Oh to do yeah, with we're just card. doing it now. But, we're doing but, it hey, now. we're, we're talking about globalization, so that that is part of the story. Now, but now, <laughs> I am there is there are a few bigger fans of Coca Cola than I. I love Coke. I have I'm a connoisseur of. I know exactly what kind of Coke I want if I can get. And I have, I have a picture. Speaking of travel, Costa Rica, the best Coke I ever had in my entire life. Not only mm. because it was made with real sugar, not only because it was the perfect sized green glass bottle, but also because I had just spent two or three hours like on my own clamoring around like temple complexes and re- relatively recently unearthed like uh, thousand year old cities. And it was hot and it was humid and I wasn't about to pass out, but I knew that when I saw that they had Coke in those glass bottles – and I actually had to take a picture what of it because it, it is yeah. it is it was glistening with like mm-hmm. dew and all that sort of stuff. Like the commercials. Yes. Yeah. So again, the no no greater fan of Coca-Cola than I. However, I will never forget uh, a 
article and I think it was in fortune magazine, some, one of the big glossy expensive business magazines of the day that were talking about the new CEO, an interview with the CEO, new CEO of, of Coca-Cola uh, and they were following him around like a typical week. And part of it was like being in China, which was at that point just opening up as a market. And they had the ability to sell Coke and find make business partnerships there. And the, I will never forget the way that the article ended by – he indicated a, a woman by the uh, – woman by uh, on the sidewalk outside a building with a cart selling a, delicate, a, a traditional delicacy called thousand-year-old eggs. And the CEO says, you see, like that, that's the sort of thing I'm – that's exactly – she's exactly the sort of thing I'm talking about where they have these eggs that they – for hundreds of years spin it where they, they do it in a special way and it's the only place you can get it. And I'm thinking, you know, that that's great. He's he's again, he's trying to extend, extend the reach of Coke, one of the most successful brands ever. But also he has respect and knowledge of Then I read like the last line. Like, see, part of our job is to figure out how to convince her to stop selling eggs and start selling Coca-Cola instead. And I'm like, Ooh. I think I, maybe I'll switch to Dr. Pepper for just a couple of weeks until this <laughs> until this feeling in the back of my neck goes away and I don't feel quite so tainted. Ah, hashtag globalism. <laughs> uh, on that note, I do want to bring up uh, just going back to you know let's 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 steer it back here to Googs, right? This is a Google podcast, um, but thank you everyone for for enjoying our uh, digression of the episode. This is how Andy and I bond. Those of you, you who understand. didn't enjoy it, thank you for indulging. Yes, you you need to understand this is how Andy and I bond. Like this is how we keep the show sounding. Uh, natural and uh, you know it's it's important for me and Andy to have this rapport uh, on the record not just off the record but on the record Um, so on the record Andy I don't actually remember if I said this to you last week and if I did I apologize for this being a but again I'm I've been in excruciating pain for a couple days Um, (laughs) but you were right about the Nest Mini it is so I put one in my office and and just to show you all priorities here, the the second room that I built out in the new house was the first room was the living room. The second room was my office because I said if I was going to get any work done, I needed to have like the space where I'm in to be, you know, because that's how my brain works. So I like to have music on in the background um, and I put up the little Nest Mini that I finally got from uh, the New York event. And Andy, you're absolutely right about the way this thing utilizes the wall to kind of like enhance the yeah. bass. And I listen to chill hop, lo-fi hip hop, stuff like that. Um, sometimes I'll listen to space music, which is just like, it's just like Russian space broadcasts on like, it's <laughs> it's quite something. Uh, or it's like kind of operatic, like stuff that you'd hear in the background of the of an episode of The Expanse. Uh, great <laughs> stuff to work to because I can't I can't work to regular music because then I just want to sing along and yep. like you know fantasize. I'm not good at that. I need stuff that I'm just kind of uninvested in. Some music is like lighting a candle and dropping a few drops of like um, uh, of uh, of vanilla on it, where it's uh-huh. a, it's not a, it's, it's you don't spend your, your entire time focusing on the smell, but the fact that there is this wonderful sound in the room 
that also blocks out anything that might distract you and yeah. make you not focus is good. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And all these new sounds of the house have been freaking me out because, you know, <laughs> when you move into a new place, you have to like learn the quirks and I'm still getting scared over like things. Your, your, bra- your brain actually has noise cancellation built in that after a couple of weeks, yes. after you, after it has learned what the room tone is like and what the like there is still I, I, I have a good relationship with my neighbors, but like oftentimes at 4.30 or 5 in the morning, there will be like the, the sound of like almost like a, bowl, a bowling ball very, very slowly like rolling across a wood floor. Like not like – you'd have to be awake to even hear it. I know. I'm trying to figure out what that is. And I Yeah, I know. It's like uh, – I and again, I have a good relationship. I could like just knock on the door and after apologizing for asking such a dumb yeah. question, can you – and saying I want to preface this by saying I'm not complaining about the noise. Please don't do anything about the noise. I'm just curious. I, I want to compare my answers to my, – my, my guess to the actual answer. And my, my theory is that they, they do have a cat. So I'm guessing that like the cat is up and there's just something that the cat does – by dragging something around. or like has a toy that like she likes to push around like at around that time. Hmm. And, but yeah, it's, it's, a, the, it's, it was distracting the first couple of days, maybe the first week. And now it's actually, it's kind of like in the springtime when I'm working, sometimes I'm working super late cause I've got a deadline or I've just found the flow and I don't know that it's five in the morning until I hear birds singing outside, like in, in the springtime. Now, now it's like right here, the, like oh the cat's pushing the oh that's gosh i didn't realize it was five in the morning well better close my windows and (laughs) shut down and go to bed now but yes i'm sorry yes (laughs) we're getting used to the new noises yes i'm getting used to new noises nest mini is really filling that in so you the thing is you made me have a flashback about neighbors that i used to have which i used to have a russian family that lived above me and they loved polka (laughs) they would do I know it's like so I'm I that's like a sitcom I know and I apologize to all the Russians out there who are like really flow but like but this was comically like out of the pages of comic about like Russian neighbors the the only way it could be even funnier slash worse is if it's like a Russian man who married like an Irish woman who's like teaching the kids step dancing the step dancing to no, music. No, but our landlord was Irish, oh. so there was there's a little bit there. But anyway, right. yeah, you just you you put me back on that. Um, anyway, so the Nest Mini. If anybody's wondering, I will say the like weird little thing, and we're gonna talk about. Um, if you want, if you just want to fast forward to the end of this episode, no, you don't want. I mean, you can think of the but stuff. Please don't think of the stuff you'll miss. It'll just gnaw yeah. at you about the great stuff yeah. that you probably missed. But I mean, if you if you really need to just get to the Black Friday stuff. We will talk about that in today's episode. And, I, would just, um, I would just like, again, given the given that we're ad supported, I would kind of like to reframe that as and here's why you should keep listening, because we have a great segment about Black Friday. You do you. You're hosting this week. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm interjecting. No, that's OK, Andy. Listen, you have Nest, to. Sorry. Nest Mini. Nest Mini. Again, yes. Good base, anyway. Good base. Well, sorry. I just think it's silly that they still sell. I mean, I know we've talked about this before, but I just still think it's silly. That they sell the regular Google Home Mini like on the. Google store. It just doesn't, hmm. it doesn't track. They also sell just, just for the record, they also sell the Google Wi-Fi next to the Nest Wi-Fi, which is making me think like I need to add a couple nodes to my home. Like, should I just buy the old node? I don't know yet. Yeah. I haven't. And maybe that's something I should explore. Like, should I buy the old node instead of the new one? <sighs> Everything's so expensive. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to, 
hold on. I'm going to rant about this now. Okay. Please. I'm, you know what? Cause I was telling, I was typing this to Andy and I was like, don't worry, I'll save it for the show. So I'm saying on the show now, I have to buy like all this new nest stuff. Right. Because I, woe is me. I now live in a bigger house. Uh, woe is me. Um, <laughs> but I have to buy more stuff now. <laughs> like, and I actually have like a backyard that I have to, I mean, I don't have to surveil it, but it would be nice to kind of know what's happening like on either side. Uh, and so I'm looking at the prices of all these things to kind of add on to my already like robust nest network. Holy crap. Like <laughs> I was going to buy a new couch for the empty room that we have, but that's not happening because that's <laughs> the amount of money that was going to go into that, which we we're going to go to a furniture store. Like I had it already picked out. I can't. I no because I I gotta buy sensors I gotta buy nodes I gotta buy outdoor cameras. Oh my gosh, two outdoor cameras is three hundred dollars. Yep. I mean I'm sorry I'm spoiling the Black Friday deal for a little bit. It's actually like normally it's four hundred dollars. It's like nearly a hundred dollars off. But holy crap! I forgot how much stuff costs. Like, ah, it's so much money. Yeah. And it's, a, and it's a tough choice, too, because I, I do have one Nest camera because there there have been an, certainly enough times where I don't necessarily need security inside my house all the time. I know. But there have been plenty of times where it's like, gee, I'm, I am going to be gone for like a week and a half. I kind of would like to know to if I know not to worry that I'm not getting any notifications. We got them because we had our sick cat and we exactly. were like, that's the only reason that we bought all these nest cameras for the indoor. And people thought we were, you guys have, you guys have how many cameras to watch the cat? I'm like, listen, we really love this cat. Okay. But we yes. want to travel and, <laughs> and like feel okay to do that. So this anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> but no, just, just saying that like, so, and you know, you do all the math and it's like, okay, I can either afford of uh, like assuming we put a, put aside the fact that I'm probably going to write about it, and I could you know I can there's a, that justification, but it's like for the for the amount of money money I'm about to pay for one Nest Cam, formerly Drop Cam, I could at this side or this side or this side buy three or four connected cameras that aren't quite so slick, but they would still give me like I could have an outdoor cam, do a Wise cam. cam, yeah, Wise but, Cam doesn't go outdoors though, yeah. but it's twenty five bucks, right? But the thing, but the thing, see, the thing is that. It's as anytime you're dealing with a connected device, the math that I do inside my head is that I'm going to have to trust some company not to screw up the security here. And would I rather have one camera that's backed by Google, a company that I happen to trust in terms of I'm I don't think they're going to be putting like screen grabs that this that this camera is automatically generating into an unsecured no password held Amazon web server <laughs> uh, container uh, or versus again if the if the disco camera situation the whatever company I buy it from like how do I know that they didn't say hey why don't we just make everything admin with the password admin. Or what if it were bought yeah. by some sort of company later on for here's a whole bunch of data on in the insides of people house and we could buy the whole company for only seven million dollars. Wow. 
that, we okay, could sell that is, that information for five hundred million. This is a good pivot. This is a good pivot. No, yeah, and you're you're saying that, and I'm thinking about like all the other Nest things that I have. There, I mean, look, you all know my history with Nest by now, listening to this <laughs> podcast. So you already know I have a bunch of this stuff in my house, you know. And the thing is, is yeah, it costs a lot of money up front, but we've been using a lot of stuff for years. I mean, every time. Every time I overcook a burrito, the nest prote- the nest protect. My husband immediately sends a text message: "Are you okay? Is everything okay?" I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "I just I, I left it on the stove a little too long. Sorry." Like, it, it got kind of. You're, you're not yet at that point of the relationship where you, you you don't you don't just instinctively say, "Oh, thank God I was there with the fight." It's all fine. As a matter of fact, by the time you get there, you'll find you maybe the only thing you'll smell is I don't know something that might smell like a burnt burrito, but. That you know that damn third party uh, iPhone charger that someone has been using. Ooh, yeah. Just hey, I got it. That's why. That's why I'm vigilant. That's we're gonna have a talk about why you shouldn't be bringing those stupid little chargers home, young man. But that's the thing is that um, this stuff has moved with us. Like now it's in the new house with us, and we're just adding on to it. And so I'm gonna pay for this. I was waiting for Black Friday because I wanted to save a little bit of money. Uh, and yeah, it is going to cost me a bit of money, but then I will have sensors and like, you know, it's just, and and here's the thing, folks, I am not advocating that you live your life scared and wanting to surveil everything all the time. Granted, I do cover DIY security systems, so I am the person that you want to come to if you have any questions about, you know, where to spend your money on that thing. But the thing is, when you have an investment, um, like a house and a family, like, yeah, it that kind of becomes one of the things that you want to spend money on. You just want to make sure it's a little peace of mind thing. Maybe yeah. it helps you feel a little less anxious. And I will say, to Google's credit, and I really hope, please, Google, don't let me down on this. I want to put this on the record so it can be out in the ether. Please do not share my videos with law enforcement. Like, <laughs> yeah. that is exactly why I... Do not use the ring. I don't use the ring security system. Like I just, I, I don't want that. You let me be the, like, let me be the curator of that footage and save it. Like how I have a couple of times with nest, like let me decide when that information is vital to share with law enforcement. Do not make this available just because it's going to like whatever protect the neighborhood. I mean, you know, yeah, do we have to be that surveilled? See, this is this is this is what I mean about uh, I, I when I say I trust Google. Obviously, I'm using the lowercase t trust, not the uppercase t trust. We are still talking about an enormous company with who, whose machinations can never be fully uh, plumbed uh, by any one person or organization, uh, and it certainly doesn't care about what happens to little old me or any one consumer. However, I really do feel as though if they if at you know, Google has uh, or Google and Alphabet, they have a they have a series of like doorbell cameras, and Amazon they have a series of doorbell cameras. And if you gave me a, a little post-it note that said this company. Uh, is going to make cut a deal with local law enforcement to encourage people to 
increase the surveillance around their neighborhood and allow their police departments to access their footage off of our servers without having to necessarily without having to get a warrant. And then when they get the footage, the ability to share it with whoever they want again without permission. And Andy, put this post a note on the logo of the company that you think would do this. It would be Amazon, absolutely. I do. I feel as though there would be a discussion at Google about, but wouldn't be if we're if if we really want to if we, if we got local police like to help us here to, about to how this helps protect the neighborhood. Yeah, but then we can we'd have to do this and we couldn't let them do that. So yeah, you're right. We probably better not do it. Bezos would say, "Show me numbers. I believe in numbers. My soul is consists of numbers. The numbers tell me that this is right. This is good. This is not. Yes. This is this, this is necessary." Uh, hey, speaking of numbers, Andy, do you want to lead us into a quick Gimpy Gimpy Bush experiment update before we head into our first ad? Yes, we're also good, good speaking news, of numbers. <laughs> good news. Uh, we've been static for the past couple of weeks at the number two and the number four slots on the Google search for uh, podcasts about the Gimpy Gimpy. We are still number two and number four. We are also number five. So we have three episodes mm-hmm. in the top five. So that's that, that's, that's pretty good. good. There you go. I'm fine with that. I'm I, fine with that know, too. If anybody who actually listens to us in Australia could like let us know how this is faring, remember you can always tweet at us at Material Podcast. We're on the internet. <laughs> also, you know, be, because my my social software is you know still in beta, and I worry about such things. If it turns out there is this horrible a- epidemic about like people and pets like uh, suffering lifelong debilitating game uh, life changing or ending injuries from the if the Gimpy Gimpy is the reason why your people have not taken to the stars uh, and colonize other planets because you're populate you're so busy fighting these triffid like plants uh, in your home country oh uh, and and basically this is this this segment of the show uh, that we've been doing weekly for months now has been like a opening wounds let me know i will definitely not do that anymore because again you have to live in a country with this horrible horrible plant and if if, see, but the thing is, every time I've known an Australian, they've taken a little, they've taken a mixture of pride and or a sense of humor about the density of things in their country that wants them to die. <laughs> that that basically God saying, wow, now you wouldn't know this if you didn't check out the service manual for the planet, but we really decided, this is <laughs> sort of like manual. a, I don't, I don't know what you'd call it, but you'd probably call it like a vent access filter port the entire country and because we knew that like no people would ever be living there that's where it's oh gosh it's, it turns out that part of this ecosystem is this horrible plant that makes you want to die it's so painful if you even brush it well that's okay because no one's ever going to live there so ooh, um we really shouldn't be we're we're very proud of you for making a living in that country but we really never intended for we thought it was really clear that there's the number of things that will kill you there that it would discourage you, but again, but you know, part of the part of the reasons why we we created you humans is to experiment with uh, uh, inability to give up in the face of uh, in the face of adversity. So, well done that. But again, wear wear long trousers and tuck your ends of the trousers into your boots if you're walking. Exactly, through. exactly. Uh, and now to lead us into our first ad of the episode. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. 
Maybe you want to create a blog. Squarespace is an all-in-one platform that lets you do just that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name. And all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. But you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com slash material. When you decide to sign up, use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for material. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash material and the code material to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move. Make your next website. Last week, the news came out that Google is scaling back its weekly all-hands meetings after leaks. Yes, too many leaks leads to, well, somebody ruined the fun for everybody, I guess. Is, a sinking ship. The point it's a here. sinking ship. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, that's... W- w- and what We're causes saying, those le- those leaks and sinking ships? Loose, loose lips. lips. Yes, that's what Andy is trying to say. For anybody who's wondering, we're not calling Google a sinking ship. It is still very much afloat. This is not the Titanic we're talking about here. And yes, Rose did have room for Jack. Even when those Waymo's car- Waymo cars were going right into the aqueduct because of faulty AI, they floated. Floated just like heck. They did. They did. Uh, so news was delivered to employees uh, in a Friday email blast from Sundar Pichai. And we have to believe he assumed that the email in which he blamed the change partly on leaks to the press would be leaked to the press. And of course, The Verge has <laughs> provided us with information which you can grab in the show notes if you want to go read along. So there were three particular points in the email, and here's kind of the TLDR, okay, just just to get you all caught up here. Uh, so the TGIFs, which is what they were called, uh, not referring to the 90s block of sitcoms that aired on Fridays on ABC, uh, has... Or, or the uh, Thank God It's Friday movie, which followed Saturday Night Fever and uh, Grease as the teen okay. dance of the 1978, 79, I think it was a disco-based was it as messed up as Saturday Night Fever? God, that movie was so messed up. People, people, um, people forget that that was not a PG rated. That movie. was a really, oh, that was it really was, hard. It was again. It wasn't. Hey, what? Well, Do look, not watch Saturday Night Fever. That, thinking that, that it's guy just from John Greece, Travolta. and it's a no, musical too. Wow. No, yeah, no, 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 It's really bad. It's really bad. Trigger warning, as we would say. Like, just don't. Go into it thinking it's happy. Uh, okay, so TGIFs had become, as you know, they had become a place for employees to talk about Google's business uh, and projects, but it also kind of became a place to talk about some of the controversial topics that sort of uh, were floating around campus, floating around the ether, the Google ether. Uh, but of course, to the detriment of the discussion of both topics, too many leaks were happening, right? So we were finding out what employees were talking about. We were finding out about these projects. Um, and it also turns out that the audience within the company had dropped to 25% from the 80% that watched in any given week a decade earlier. So we're talking, when you imagine like a Silicon Valley uh, Friday get-together 
you probably imagine what you might have seen in the HBO show, Silicon Valley, which is like a bunch of employees <laughs> getting together. Or if you watch the Theranos documentary on HBO, uh, you know, that scene where uh, where What's-Her-Face walks in and they're playing MC Hammer and everybody's just clapping <laughs> and it's like, woo! Like, you probably imagine that's what it's like. Yes, it used to be like that, but I imagine with, with um, the first of all, the fact that remote work is so prevalent in this day and age, there aren't you know as many people in the office as there used to be, uh, which also means maybe there aren't as many people tuning in because everybody's just trying to multitask and make money in this day and age, folks. Mm-hmm. We're all just trying to keep afloat, okay? Uh, so, you know, Sundar had laid out these terms. Um, you know, he'd written things in the email, uh, such as some people come to hear more about Google's product launches and business strategies. Others come to hear answers on other topics. By splitting the difference every week, we're not serving either purpose very well. Fair point. We're unfortunately seeing a coordinated effort to share our conversations outside of the company after every TGIF. I know this is new information to many of you, to which I make a face to Andy, which, which I'm like. And to, the, and to those of you for which it's new information, we have this browser called Chrome. That allows you right. to access this thing called the web. You might want to install it and support our products. And you'll right. read all kinds of things that you heard uh, first here a year ago. And uh, this has affected our ability to use TJF as a forum for candid conversations on important topics. As the company has scaled up and spread out geography, ge- blah, geographically, uh, the audience has steadily declined. Only 25% of us watch TJF any given week, compared to 80% 10 years ago. In contract, Googlers are more engaged in local and PA all hands. I don't know what PA stands for, but... PA stands for something. Uh, But the goals, uh, but he adds, the goals behind TGIF are still valuable. When we know the people in a discussion and understand their context, we can have more substantive and richer conversations focused around the work we do for our users. We're going to keep investing in our PA and functional all hands and make sure that Google leaders, including me, make more regular appearances there. I think, this is Flo speaking, that this makes more sense from a company standpoint, because Google has grown so much, it is true, substantially in the last 10 years. There's so many different campuses. There's so many divisions spread out across the world. It does make sense to have more like individualized pockets instead of trying to do this um, uh, all-encompassing, all-hands, everybody-join-in, rah-rah kind of thing. It it makes sense to me. Um, however, and... This may or may not be related, but as a person who has been employed by large companies, I, you know, that also, you also run the risk of um, uh, lines not being uh, communicated to other parties, that kind of thing. But I digress. Uh, So moving forward, TGIF in its current form will be monthly instead of every other week, and will focus exclusively on products, strategies, and business. Google will continue to hold separate town halls on important workplace issues. Data says that Googlers are more regularly attending regional TGIFs than the all-company ones, so Google will be encouraging and supporting additional conversation and participation in those. And I think, again, like as a person who has worked for these companies, like for big companies, not these companies, but that this just makes more sense um, in, in an organizational standpoint, but the optics to what it looks like to those of us on the outside is, oh, 
you don't want to you don't want us to know what's going on. We want to keep it a secret. You're sure. scared of those who want to speak truth to power. You want to keep people afraid and ignorant. Sure. Yep. I I mean, did my mind cross that at first? Yeah, but then when you read into it like it does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> it actually makes a lot more sense. Um, Andy, do you want to share some of that great commentary that uh, Steve Levi wrote in Wired? Yeah, and uh, and and yeah, I'm not, I'm not making fun of people who think that who who should who should ask them who ask themselves when a company like Google makes a move like that that there's a reason. Andy's why. doing a caricature. It's it's just for for purposes of visualization. That's we're all we're all here just to have some little bit of fun, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it's I feel a little bit of sympathy for uh, on the list of people and organizations that I can understand their point of view of. One is Google corporate as a whole that we've we've been doing this for like years and years and years. Like this, we we were able to like announce like the Google Chrome browser to youth people because this is going to be something important we're all working on and nobody talked about it for an, until until it was actually made made uh, made public. And if people have problems, like you know that you can speak. We know that we as corporate as as executives can speak openly without worrying about putting on a PR filter. And like now, every time it's like. We know that we know that now you're gonna again. There are the people who come in to the TG, there are some people who will come to, to the TJIF again with like a full head of steam. Like I'm gonna speak truth to power about this. I'm not gonna let them get away with this. And of course, I'm gonna make sure that I've got the voice recorder on my phone going so that as soon as this is done, I can send a whole uh, complete transcript to somebody. And it's like ah, that really changes the vibe. It harshes the mellow. And so this is this is why I really liked uh, Steve Levy uh, in Wired. Uh, wrote a commentary about it, and I singled out uh, one particular paragraph near the end. Uh, the big – after talking about the culture of having TGIFs, which uh, Google has influenced and been influenced uh, along the way. Facebook has them. Twitter has them. Most – like like, uh, like Flo said, most big companies have some flavor of this. Yeah, Silicon um, Valley cultural thing. Yeah. Uh, so Steve uh, says – Quote, the big problems of these big of these big companies have led employees to more aggressively question their bosses and in some cases even sabotage them by leaking the secrets shared in these meetings. As any reader of spy novels can tell you, the presence of moles in an organization is a morale killer. It also harshes the corporate mellow when workers use putatively feel-good meetings to stage hostile confrontations with their leaders on an increasing number of sore points. In earlier times, employees tended to express their gripes with the expectation that leaders and workers were colleagues to evolve to get hung up on power disparities. Now, with giant corporations worrying more about market dominance and regulators than about feel-good missions, that kumbaya sensibility is gone. So, yep. Yeah. And, and, and Sundar made uh, opened up his email with this uh, with this kind of point, saying that there, when 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 Google culture started doing TGIFs, we had where it was, it was Fridays, we had beer, we served beer. It was just basically let's wind down the week, and then started. We got big enough that we had to do do them on Thursday, so the people halfway across the world didn't have to come in on a on a Saturday morning local time to to participate in these things, and it just didn't scale up to the company that Google is right now. And, uh, and, and the email that I'm sure went through a lot of revisions and was handled by a lot of different people, including Sundar Pichai. He did make a point that he's not trying to, uh, at least, at least 
understanding he had to he had to make the defense that he's not trying to shut down conversation, but that he thinks that's going to be more effectively done at the regional level rather than the uh, rather than at these all hands. He also says in the email that uh, while the what some of the things that they're doing to change these things is that they're now going to be monthly instead of every other week, and also they are going to be exclusively focused on products and services and the business that they won't be. Hey, justify what you're doing to the housing market here. And hey, I've read that you're work- we're working on this browser for uh, for China. Just, uh, uh, but he did leave the door open, saying we will still continue to have town- specialized town hall meetings on specific topics. So hopefully, it's. I'm hoping that this is uh, not going to lead to Google the corporation shutting down speech and open channels between people who make less money and people who make logarithmically more money. Uh, and it's a way to actually facilitate, to make sure that these open, that these open channels can exist a bit more successfully than they've been able to exist in the past year. Uh, that said, there's a story that uh, just came into the New York times, or excuse me, was published by the New York times a couple hours ago. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it next week. Uh, mm-hmm. That they hired Google hired this company uh, that is, specializes in helping huge corporations to dissuade employees from forming or joining unions. And so, okay, we'll see how that works out because it's it's all about. We use the word optics in a derisive manner, as though if you're concerned about optics, that means that you're not you don't care about the actual issues. But unfortunately, optics is part of the actual issues that if people don't, you have to earn the the faith and the trust uh, of a relationship. And if you aren't open and if you aren't not only uh, maintaining open channels and also backing up what you say you will do with the things that you actually wind up doing, then people have every right when they see something, Oh, well, they're not doing TJFs anymore. That means that they're trying to build this wall of silence and unaccountability between the upper executive suite and the rest of the company. And again, that's that's not paranoid. That's you're supposed to question the power of people who have immense amount of power, uh, because otherwise they just get more power, and then they start thinking that well, the reason why we have power is that we've earned it and we deserve it, and who who is no one is right to question it. So there's no reason not to question it. But sometimes the lack of trans uh, transparency, the lack of uh, dialogue, can take a problem that is really easily taken care of with a couple of uh, sheets of paper towels and turns into something where you need the whole hazmat squad to render this company livable again. I'm just trying to think about how we would be able to fix this systemically. This is how business works. (laughs) The bigger you get, the more you kind of have to rein it in to be able to control it. I mean, that's, it's, it's just the way these things work. Um, which is why the Silicon Valley idea of just like ideas flow, you know, we're all just like a big happy family here. It's not really conducive to business. Uh, the real change that needs to happen is to have, um, the workers be in control <laughs> of the business. <laughs> Control and, the means of production. Uh, you're, 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 you're suggesting. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I know. I know. It's a, <laughs> it's a really intense thing to say, but that's when we really would uh, we would be able to be in control of of what we say, who we talk to, um, 
that's when we would feel like we were really being heard. So this is not just a Google thing. This is a, Absolutely. this is a business thing. So let's remember that. And hopefully this will not, hopefully this will not silence folks. Hopefully yeah. folks feel like they can still go to their managers and say like, this is wrong. Yeah. And but boy, if, if this were an HBO series or a, well, let's be let's be uh, amusing and call it an Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, <laughs> like season long drama. Like you couldn't write this Reese Witherspoon be- would star in it. Sorry, <laughs> no, keep going. Um, but yeah, it's it's what an interesting uh, a dramatic dynamic that you have this you have this medieval castle with these thick fortified walls, and Google is finding themselves that not only are they being besieged by organizations on from the outside, the government, international governments, uh, regulators, uh, competitors in the industry, but they are also fighting battles within their own uh, village castle walls that, and they can't, and they know that they both built this castle with those people helping. And also they like and respect these people. And they also know that they depend on these people to keep the company running. So they can't just simply start pouring hot oil from the executive suites that they have to understand why the, why the villagers are upset and make them not be upset and address their needs. So it's a dynamic that I'm fascinated with and that I, that I'm really interested in following or continuing to follow, because I think that's going to be one of the, one of the things that defines Google as a company. We don't, uh, we, we we rarely hear any leaks from out of uh, Facebook or Apple or other companies. Whereas when there are grievances inside Google, you hear about them almost immediately, which uh, you hate to hear. The, you hate to hear these grievances, particularly because the nature of these grievances are so compelling. But if we're if I'm compiling a list of all of my feelings in reaction to this, one of them is that some, they must be doing something right. If these employees are like, no, no, yeah. we're not, we're not going to talk about the, uh, about this bad part yeah. of our relationship and air dirty laundry. It's like, no, we really want everybody to know what's going on inside because we feel as though we're disempowered inside. I feel as though that is some indication that they're doing something right by having a culture where people feel as though they can at least put their names on their if they feel if they feel as though that's appropriate and that's something they want to do attach their names to these statements and sometimes you just don't feel like that's something that you can do that's something that you're entitled to mm-hmm. and so you leak things you leak things anonymously or speak off the record uh so i'm i'm hoping that this creates a stronger healthier climate inside google uh as opposed to like the, the king in the castle just turning on his own people, he, his or her. But let's be this is tech, so we will say his uh, own people. And with that, I think this is a good time to take a little bit of a break, yes. give everybody a bit of a breather. The holiday shopping season, Boxing Day, and Black Friday are all just around the corner. I'm going to be looking for some good deals. I'm obviously looking for another smart speaker, uh, and I've got a whole bunch of like. Things I've been waiting to buy, like I need more memory cards. I need some like power strip stuff. Yes, really exciting high ticket stuff. But still, I like getting a deal about that. Uh, but when I'm shopping online, there's little worse than sh- than a shopping cart fail or for the website to suddenly become unavailable. Pingdom will let you know the moment your website goes down in whatever way is best for you. Use transaction monitoring to get alerted when cart checkout forms and login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. 
You can customize how you're alerted and who is alerted, depending on the severity of the outage. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you sign up, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for this support of their support of this show and Relay FM. So exciting news that we did not get to last week, but we're going to get to now. Uh, and actually, it's very funny because uh, I was on Snapchat last night, um, which, by the way, Snapchat is like my night social network because they have like they have like these weird rundown. Anyway, we're running long, so we're not going to get into <laughs> flow Snapchat habits. But uh, I saw an ad for the Motorola, Ra- Motorola Razor fold to which I thought, hmm, it's interesting you're running this ad right now, considering that uh, pre-orders don't start until the day after Christmas and this isn't shipping until January. Right. So I gave away uh, the lead on that one. So Motorola showed off a new Razor Fold last week in a really weird like event that, uh, according to my colleagues on Twitter, just was not I don't know what it was. It was just some event in L.A., which if you all... Didn't they also invite people to their headquarters in Chicago? I don't recall. Just whoever I was seeing on my feed was at the L.A. event. Okay. Which I thought was very, like, L.A. Every every other day, I, I go through the journal where I write down everyone that I'm everything that I'm bitter about and all the people that I'm bitter against. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I have an entry for that day about people who were invited to the Chicago event and, and I wasn't. Mm-hmm, that could be right. Well, could be wrong. Perhaps I was just, again, I wasn't invited to the LA I'm, I'm event. Not, and I'm, I'm not, in the, the same I'm state. not in a healthy point. I'm not, in, I'm not in a healthy frame of mind when I do my daily, uh, bitterness journaling. I mean, there's right. an argument you made that maybe I shouldn't be maintaining a bitterness journal and uh, like a wall chart of the people who will, be first up against the wall when the Indianapolis revolution takes the streets. I, you know, I just, I, I, I articulate, I express, uh, I just don't want to keep these things bottled up inside. Again, I Is didn't get loud? invited to the LA event. It's, it's, so see, I've had this weird <laughs> feeling that I said that out loud. So the Motorola Razor Fold has a 6.2 inch PO lead that stands for plastic, but it's you're not supposed to say it. You just say Poled, Poled. Uh, screen <laughs> <laughs> that folds in half, flip phone style, just like the original Razor. Those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, you are probably the Zoomer generation. Which bless you, bless you, bless you. Um, it also includes a cover screen like on the original flip phone of yore for lock screen type things, as well as actionable notifications. And of course, selfies, which fun fact was a thing you could do with these phones back in the day. You could take selfies if you were lucky enough to have a VGA camera on the front there. Uh, Thick chin with fingerprint reader and antennas overall as thin as the original razor. Although if you look at the size of like the relative size of this thing compared to maybe a flip phone of the past, it is a little more squishy. Like it's squishy hmm. instead of long. It's like it's squishy. It's like short instead of it's like, stubby. Yeah, it's like it's stubby, stubby. That's a good one you're to not, say. You're not used to you're not used to looking at a phone and saying, "Wow, it has a recognizable." It has a, a the ratio of thickness to length and width might be referred to as a whole integer as opposed to. <laughs> 
<laughs> less than the, the square the square root of that ratio might be actually not smaller than the original number. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's no visible seam or valley in the fold, which is nice. And a lot of the photos that came from that LA event that I saw on Twitter seem to show that. A lot of the hands-on photos seem to show that. No visible seam. Motorola says that the screen is good for at least two years of use. We'll see about that. Also offers a $300 screen replacement. And the one-year warranty includes damage to the screen incurred through regular use. That sounds kind of nice compared yeah. to... Kind of what was they clearly learned from the bad press that followed the Galaxy Fold. You got you got to think that a lot of slides in that PowerPoint deck got changed really quickly after the launch of the Galaxy Fold. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And of course, satisfactorily. (laughs) Let's let's just say that we the idea of having a uh, fine an OLED screen that folds in half that's cool, but what people really want is the ability to end a call by just angrily snapping the, the phone shut like an original flip phone. I said good day. I said good day, sir. Snap. <laughs> um, God, and, I and, can't and, tell and you, you how to, many and you times. Have to keep the mic, and I hope, I hope they don't screw this up. I hope they keep the microphone open just long enough that they actually hear the clack of, oh, my God. Not only Ooh, did he like end point. the call, he was angry when he, sl- when he ended it. Good point. I'd better, yeah, I'd better way, make I've, sure oh. his package actually gets delivered instead of me just leaving a ticket on his door hanger. No, the thing is, like, oh, I I hung up on so many people this way, <laughs> like because I was an emotional teen and an emotional college oh, student because I still had flip phones. Yes, you are. It and by the way, emotions are fine. There's nothing wrong with emotions. Okay, it's just that when you're hormonal at a young age, they really like they're really hot and cold. You know, you don't really have a handle on them. Your brain anyway, is still forming. That, that, that is literally true. Your brain is still precisely. structures are still building. It's not. Be it's like a Jello. Yourself. It's not Jello is not completely set in the fridge mm-hmm. until you're 24, 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, the retro razor Easter egg will be included in this thing, and it turns the phone app into a simulation of the original razor with the classic keypad under the fold and a chunky pixel color LCD interface above the fold. And I would like to add to this, does that also include the terrible call quality that came <laughs> with the original razor and the terrible camera quality when it eventually did include a camera? Because I I can't tell you how many, like, like that was a thing is if you, if your boyfriend had a razor, which mine did, <laughs> That was often the excuse for why they couldn't stay on the phone. I had a Samsung phone and I had an LG flip phone. I never had any problems on my end. So I don't know. I'm just saying. Um, Anyway. I just hope it has that like T9 uh, keyboard where you have to press each button like four times to get a single character. And the thing is, we had memorized that. Like by the time T9 reached its peak, like I could be, I could text somebody back in class without looking at my phone and have it sound like a perfectly cohesive message. Um, what happened to my skills? So there are, there, there are some bad news bears associated with this. Um, this is a $300 phone that pretty much costs $1,500, which is a lot of money because you're basically paying for the rights to be first to product. Um, Moto also went with a Snapdragon 710 for heat and power reasons, which is like, I mean, it's fine. Probably, but this is not like a Pixel Samsung equivalent. 
of like yeah. gameplay kind of thing that you're going to be doing here. Um, it has a very conventional 60 megapixel single lens camera. And if you kind of looked at the Moto's, the disease of the last couple of years, like the photos have been okay. Yeah. Not really like, you know, uh, worth hinging an advertisement campaign on. Uh, runs Android 9, which when I saw that, Obviously, like all of our friends at the Android blogs are like, what is this shenanigary? Which I agree. Like if you're selling Android phones, which Moto has been since the infancy of Android, like you should know better than to release what is going to be a year and a half old at this point. Like we're going to be already close to 11 at that point. Um, Motorola promises all day battery life, but it's a 2,510 milliamp battery, which is like a bit smaller than what's in the Pixel 4. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. Um, and it's powering two screens, not just exactly, one. Exactly, so. exactly. Uh, and, you know, Andy, you put a good point here in our notes. Won't a plastic-coated screen get all scratched up? Uh, and an add-on screen protector probably won't work. So how do you, I guess you have to pay that. Well, I, okay, you have the one-year warranty, but... Yeah, and it's it's kind of uh, let, let's. I don't know how I feel about this. It's more. It's I. If you you start off with the people who are spending fifteen hundred dollars for this phone, that is in that is rarefied air. When you start charging fifteen hundred dollars, you are really getting into a luxury and style oriented phone, where mm-hmm. you're getting the you're getting the iPhone that has the surgical steel housing. And which they tell you that exactly what mine they uh, they reopened to get the special kind of sapphire for the lens cover, uh, and Samsung will give you the oh it's the, con- the, the this has never been built before and we get, we're giving this concierge service and et cetera et cetera et cetera impressive impressive impressive, uh, and so we're not talking about people who are looking necessarily looking for the most powerful phone in the world. It's it's possible that. You are uh, people who are interested in buying this, just like the people who are buying the fifteen hundred dollar uh, uh, iPhone eleven. The people who are buying the uh, the Samsung Galaxy Fold for again a similar amount of money. If you're just in that sort of financial league where spending eight hundred dollars for a phone is not that much different than spending fifteen hundred dollars for a phone, and you think, well, I really would love to have a folding phone that is like compact in my in my hand, in my pocket, inside my purse. Okay, that's let, let's let's take that as a given, uh, and also point out that that's not a bad deal. Two hundred ninety nine dollars on a fifteen hundred dollar phone. That's I think that is less than the replacement cost of a screen on an iPhone. If you spend a thousand bucks on an iPhone, proportionally, that would st- I think a new iPhone screen costs proportionally more. Than it does to replace a fifteen hundred dollar phone mm. screen for two hundred ninety nine dollars. But at least if you if uh, uh, the the thing that I, any rational person is going to be most worried about is that there is no foldable version of Gorilla Glass there and plastic. It can be more scratch resistant compared to other kinds of plastic, but it not really uh, at all scratch resistant compared to glass. Now, we also have to remind ourselves that this is a phone in which the foldable plastic screen is protected by its own shell when it's folded up and put inside your pocket. But that's not like if you're if you're if you're walking around with this thing in your pocket, something's going to work its way between those two screens. So that's not a deal breaker, but it's not uh, encouraging. Uh, and like, like you said, 
if you take away the folding screen, this is the sort of phone that Motorola does great with. Like they can sell you. I can't believe that a phone with all these features costs $300. No, it's not a great camera, but it's a good, very good camera. And no, it's not the latest generation CPU, but it's a very good CPU. And all this sort of stuff would say that, which sort of convince you, maybe I don't want to buy this $500 phone by somebody else. Maybe I want to buy this $300 Motorola phone instead. But again, it's not a $300 phone. It's a $1,500 phone. So they, and th- that works up to the last thing, which is that mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. I was trying to think about what if Apple released this phone as mm-hmm. like a foldable iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, they would uh, they would probably let's say that I think that what they would go all in. They would charge eighteen hundred dollars and absolutely up the styling of this. It looks it's a very pretty looking phone as is, but Apple would make it into like a like a Cartier uh, compact mirror uh, and and blusher set from the 1920s. It would be such a beautiful thing that you wouldn't even want to have it in your pocket. You would want to have it like next to your, on your, on your nightstand, on your, on a table where you can just admire it as the first thing you pick up uh, and the thing you flip open when you get, when you get it. And the world is, Apple has very, very successfully created a marketplace of people who love the styling and the luxury of an iPhone and people who are willing to spend that much money on the premium top tier version of the product. Samsung showed off at their developer conference last week or the week before, uh, not even a working mock-up, but just here is a graphical animation demo showing what our concept of a folding phone like this looks like. Also promising that you'll see it for real sometime next year. Uh, they did something similar with the Galaxy Fold where they had <laughs> – oh, they, they did it slightly better at last year's developer conference where it said, okay, I have I have a sample version of the hardware in my pocket right now, but I can't show it to you until we turn all the lights off so you can't see anything but a glowing rectangle and take our word for it that no, there isn't like a quarter inch coaxial cable running up my sleeve into a fanny pack that contains about eight pounds worth of electronics. Uh, so, but so, so they might very well deliver on it. But Samsung too, with the Galaxy Note, has found a way to target to, to create premium luxury versions of products. I think they could make this as well. Motorola, they have not created a reputation as anybody, but who will anybody but the people who make great phones for people who are a little bit more frugal or they can't convince themselves of the difference between spending a thousand dollars on a phone and getting for them the same features for half the amount of money. So it, they, I think they got a challenge on their hands, you know? And if you want to have a little bit of fun, I would suggest that you do a Google image search for Apple flip phone. (laughs) Holy crap. The uh, amount of renderings that people have come up with. Ah, I'm disappointed with myself. Thought I had my. Ah, this is why I don't clean my office. <laughs> this is why I don't clean my office, ladies and gentlemen, because for ages I had like on my on my desk behind me, like my last pre iPhone phone. It was a Windows phone, and it was Aww. indeed a flip phone. And I was looking forward to as, as we we're talking. Like, ooh, I've got that right behind me. I really want to make that clicking sound for for people for people who did not grow up with that wonderful. I said good day, sir. Snap. But unfortunately, I cleaned my office, and now I I know that it's in like an organized box that's inside like a tall metal double door cabinet that's not worth my interrupting the show for fifteen minutes to go and get it. So I see Andy and I store things the exact same exactly. way. I just, um, I just, so let's yeah. just take this as a cautionary tale. Kids never clean anything. 
If yeah. you know where something is and it's not like a pet, it's going to be there. You know, <laughs> if you remember where something is, if you don't move it, it will always be there. Let me give you an example. Gee, I wonder where my Yi 4K action cam is. Well, the mm. last time I was using it, I was like charging it up, and I bet it's like still right here on the same pile of clutter that I've got uh, on my here on my, my podcasting table. Oh, look, here it is, and I've got it. I was able to retrieve it within seconds because I knew where it is, and when I knew where it was, I didn't move it and shoot myself in the neck like that. So, kids, again, never clean anything. Don't don't listen to your parents. Just well, okay, listen to your parents on a lot of things, but with a grain of salt. Also, it's their property if they're living in their house. But uh, what I'm saying is that clean houses, so long as you're not, like, hosting a family of opossums, you've got so much junk around, is not what it's cracked up to be. Uh, Also, this is a good time for you to listen to our last ad of the show. Black Friday deals coming up. (laughs) This episode of Material is brought to you by Kensington, the people who make universal docking stations that are designed to increase productivity. You can get access to more ports and make your sleek MacBook, Chromebook, or other laptop as powerful as a desktop. It's plug-and-play with no drivers, so you can enjoy up to dual 4K display with HDMI and DisplayLink video connectors, plus USB 3.0, USB-C, and Thunderbolt 3 with power delivery available. The Kensington engineering team has three decades of experience in high-volume manufacturing of hardware IT products, plus rigorous test cycles and quality control. That all means that all of their products are tested above industry standards. If you're an IT decision maker looking for the right docking solutions for your organization, check Kensington's Pro Concierge program and test drive a docking solution today. Visit kensington.com slash material right now to check out Kensington. That's kensington.com slash material to learn more. Our thanks to Kensington for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Okay, so this is what I was hinting at before when I was going on my little rant at the beginning of the show. So Google Store's Black Friday deals page is live. You can go peep it at store.google.com. You will see a giant banner for it. It is black. Uh, in case you're wondering, that shows you what all the deals are going to be. It's it's interesting. Hmm. Okay, so I'm going to, let's just, pew, 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 we're going to go, we're just going to go. So unlocked Pixel 4 and 4XL, $200 off. So you start at $600. If you bought it on day one, you're a sucker. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, no, no. You should have known by now. You, this is the you, fourth year. You, you realized the increases in productivity and creativity that this new device represented for you and your workflow, and you wanted to benefit from both of those things as quickly as possible. I'm not going to make fun of you for that. Yes. Uh, those of you looking to maybe get a 3 AXL, uh, those are $100 off, which is bringing it down to $300. So $299 plus yeah. tax, whatever. But that is a great deal if you have like a teen who needs a new phone. Maybe you want to get a kid's first phone. Um, I would actually say the Pixel 3a is great for that. It's durable. It has a great camera on it. And like... I think it is important to give kids the creativity of having like a camera in their hand. And I, I think that this 
the three A is great for that because of all the computational photography stuff that Google's doing. Um, and I think there's like a bunch of I haven't delved into this, but just what I've heard from fellow parents, there's a lot of parental controls that you can like implement in Android. So that's like a thing that you could set up beforehand before you put it under the tree. Um, Andy, you are ninety nine percent sure you're going to pick up a second Google Home Max. It's a hundred dollars off, which is two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's pretty. I bought. See, I, I bought one shortly after it first was released. I think it was wasn't it three four hundred dollars? Yeah, it was four hundred dollars yeah. when it first came out. And that was one where I I did have to the the weasel like on the right hand of my shoulder whispering to my ear. Saying that you you love the you love the Google Home, don't you? And you really want something a good stereo for it's the bedroom, great. don't you? It sounds really good. Replace, yeah, and it really it sounds amazing, even as like a mono uh, mono speaker. And so I've been holding off like for almost an entire year. I've 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 known that at some point I'm gonna have to mm-hmm. buy a second one for the for the bedroom, uh, so I have a stereo pair. But I'm like, if I tell you what, we'll make a deal. If it drops below two hundred dollars at any point. We're not even going to think about it. We're just going to do it. And there you go. Two hundred dollars for that speaker is one hell of a deal. It's a really if, good speaker. Even exactly. I mean, you, you'll be. I've and I've. Flo and I have tried pretty much every smart speaker that's out there. Uh, it kind of makes the Apple smart speaker sound and look pretty silly. I was going to say the HomePod is not like in terms of bass. I mean, this thing will fill your room up. Like if you're listening to a podcast, you can easily hear it. Like I I put mine in little or little dining area and you can easily hear a podcast like all the way to the other side of the house. So it's, it's great. And it, and it, and it sounds great for all kinds of music too. There are t- It looks good too by the way. Yeah. It's aesthetically yeah. it's a very pleasing device. Yeah. And this I mean this is something that almost everybody should uh, consider and think about if you if you and have And you can mute the mic by the way. Exactly. Yes. You, you don't have to use hardware the switch. You can also connect to it via Bluetooth. You can also connect to it via copper wire if you need to. Uh-huh. Uh, so it's not just you're not just locked into oh it has to be a smart speaker and that's it. But as but I I can't at this price I'm not commanding everybody to buy one but I'm saying that if you have one wow if you've got 200 bucks definitely go and buy a second one for a pair either for a paired set or have that sort of room filling effect in two different rooms and set it up as a uh, you can remember that the Google Home app allows you to define any two speakers as a stereo pair that's how you'd use it I'm going to use it in the in the bedroom but you can also just simply say please uh, just pair these up as two mono speakers so that as I'm going from the bedroom into the living room, into the kitchen, whatever, I'm getting the same room filling effect. Uh, and if you don't have one, for 200 bucks for a speaker of this quality is pretty damn good. Uh, I've, I, I think you have to go into the $400, $500 range before you get speakers that I have been able to think is noticeably better than these. Uh, and I'm, And they're not like a lot of speakers that are tuned for – we have to. We're going to demo these with a lot of bass heavy, like hip hop and a certain type of music. I mean, I listen to my my Google Play playlists have all kinds of different music in it. If I'm listening to uh, acoustic guitar, if I'm listening to like uh, heavy heavy rock, the Who. If I'm listening to uh, to to opera, like a so- solo artist, uh, mezzo soprano singing accompanied with one piano. That sounds fantastic too. That that's that's been a problem. I've I have seen I've I've like gotten briefings on some really nice speakers by known manufacturers, uh, like big 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 companies, and so and there's it's, oh here's our demo room and like 
Ooh, listen to that bass. Ooh, like and saying, oh, okay. Uh, oh, it's, it's connected to uh, Apple Music. And then I will like from memory <laughs> remember like some of my favorite like opera recordings or things like that. And I've seen these people go, mm, we shouldn't have told him that he could just ask for any album that he's familiar with. Because there, there's music that I I know how good it can possibly be. I've got I've got it on CD and I've ripped them in lossless format and I listen to it that way all the time. And I can just hear it when, ooh, you didn't really think that a human voice could sing at that register, did you? When you engineered this, like, ooh, you really didn't think that there'd be like complexity of notes in the bass, and you just thought that as long as it goes, and I'd have to say. <laughs> That's really nice. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Send me one to check out. I'll think about writing about it. And they can say that there he's not going to write about this or he's going to – we hope he's not going to write about this. So I'm sorry. I've, I've gone on and on, but that's just how happy I am with this purchase. When I bought it at $400, I was very, very happy with it. And the idea of spending – after having absorbed that that financial hit, trying not to think of, I've just spent more – when I buy the second speaker, I will have spent more on this pair of speakers than I ever have on any pair of speakers entirely in my life. But it's going to be totally worth it. So, yeah, and $200 is a pretty, pretty, pretty good deal. So now that we've sold you on uh, the Max, uh, the Nestop Max is also going to be on sale. $30 savings, $300. Um, the Nest Hub will be $80. It's a $50 savings. Um, that is just like a good little one if you want to get something for your family member. Maybe you want to have like voice calls with them. And also the Nest Mini second gen is going to be 30 bucks. Again, $20 savings. I think we we're all kind of expecting that. The Hub Max is the one with the camera if you want to get that into your house or into somebody else's house. Um, let's see. I'm kind of uh I'm kind of scanning here because the thing is if you go to store.google.com, you can't see the exact savings. So the Nest Cam Outdoor. Uh, will be 160 for one of them. I'm trying to figure out how much I'm going to save um, mm. on Black Friday for that because I had mentioned already that that was something that I was interested in getting. Um, the There's a store-wide banner that's promoting 10% off all store purchases for Google One subscribers, but it's in the form of credit towards a future purchase. So you just got to make sure you're logged in. Um you know, Andy, thank you for doing the job of looking to see uh, the offer text. And there wasn't anything that said cannot be combined with other offers. So maybe that's something to take into consideration. I might take that into consideration, maybe buy something, get some money back and put it towards something else. I don't know. I haven't decided my strategy yet for Black Friday. I'm, I'm thinking that the Pixel, the, the, the good version of the Pixel Buds is coming out in the spring. And so I'll if mm. if they offer if buying this two hundred dollars speaker will give me twenty dollars off my my purchase of those Pixel Buds that will make me a little bit more likely to buy those Pixel Buds. I have to get more nested tech sensors, which yeah. is the little motion sensors that go on the door that like light up, um, because I have more doors now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love how I'm just giving away all this stuff about my life on the podcast. Um, one very interesting sale, which might be for those of you who are a archivists of long forgotten Google products, or maybe you just decided that this is something that you're just going to take in. The Pixel Slate is being, it's being, uh, it's being discounted. It's, so starting, yeah. starting at 450 down from 
1,057, um, which who knows? I was, maybe. Thinking, uh, I was trying to unwrap this because if you go to the site right now, we're recording a, a week before uh, these go mm-hmm. live. Uh, so the, the, the phones and the uh, Pixel Slate go on sale starting on Sunday. Everything right. else goes on sale starting on Thursday, uh, the American Thanksgiving Day. Um, but the so it's not as though there's like a really big text texty sort of article. It's just like uh, on the Pixel Slate, you will see just a boilerplate like uh, starting at 4.49, and then like on the other side of right justified in that block of text is like the list price, which they're showing as one thousand fifty seven dollars and ninety nine cents, which is never which is not something you see in a price list for anything ever, but it. Uh, and and as with all of these, if you click on for more details, they're not giving you more details about the deal until the deals go online. It'll just take you to the regular product page. Mm-hmm. And that the idea of a Pixel Slate at less than half off, that would either indicate that, yeah, they really are committed to this. We're not doing slates anymore, tablets anymore, and let's just get rid of inventory. Or there's more to unpack so I had to so I had to click through like the rest of the product pages. Um, so if they're saying starting at four hundred and forty nine dollars uh, the the sale price, if they're saying so, if that same four hundred forty nine dollar slate was originally thousand fifty seven, well, the cheapest slate you can buy off the site right now is the uh, one that's based on the 8th generation Intel mm-hmm. Core M3 processor which is, which is not the not an i5 not an i7 but not 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 bad it's okay 8 gigabytes of ram 64 gigabytes of storage uh, and that lists for $799 so already you kind of have a problem because it doesn't cost 1057.99 does it uh, so well, maybe that's they included tax, and then you you keep looking, and well, how about the the eighth generation the eighth generation Intel Core i five processor? Now we're really getting into desktop uh, stage here. Eight gigabytes of RAM, one hundred twenty eight gigabytes of storage is nine hundred ninety nine dollars, and that's the only one that's close to thousand fifty seven. And but I can't imagine they're selling a thousand dollar i five based tablet with a really good amount of system ram and a really and an okay amount of storage for $449 if yeah. they're doing that I don't even have to, I don't I'm that's low enough where it triggers this automatic emergency subroutine that says don't even think about it buy it because yeah. for $449 even if you just wind up putting Linux on it, and it's it's exactly. hard to not to just yeah, I, I would have to talk talk myself out of it. So the only um, the only thing I could think of is maybe one thousand fifty seven ninety nine sounds as though they're bundling a bunch of things together. Yeah, I think it includes the keyboard, which is supposed to be two hundred dollars, right. which is like whatever. Um, and you'd mentioned here there's the four gig, thirty two gigs of storage slate. Um, that, that was, that was the, that was the absolute rock bottom one. That was the one that yeah. they're trying to, I think that originally listed for four, five ninety nine. was it? It was the one that they were promoting as well. If you're looking at this, not as a, uh, as a, as a, uh, uh, as an alternative to a windows notebook or a windows tablet, like a windows Sur- Microsoft surface, if you're looking at it as something that's going to compete with an iPad, well, we have one that's priced as an iPad, but for four, four gigabytes of Ram and 32 gigs of storage, Everybody who had one reviewed it said that it's just – it's the sort of thing you get in – you're issued in purgatory 
where you can get stuff done, but you're reminded that if you had lived a better life, you would not be stuck with four gigabytes of application RAM and 32 gigabytes of storage. Uh, and they took it off the price list almost immediately. So I can't believe that they are recycling old stock uh, and trying to sell it as a package there. Again, particularly because they're saying that the price is down from $1,057.99. Um, it is worth noting that shortly after they released these, this latest generation, or excuse me, this first generation of Pixel slates, they did do like a temporary price cut. They did knock 200 bucks off the price across the board. So there is precedent for them offering nice protein packed discounts on these devices. So who knows? Uh, but that's, uh, it's, I'm def the thing is on, I don't know what my plans are for Thanksgiving. I don't know if I'm going to be making the trip out to a family's, uh, my family's house for where they're doing the family Thanksgiving. I do know that being with my family for Thanksgiving is going to be second in priority to making sure I hit the Google store and first buying my, buying my second Google home Mac speaker, and then seeing what the, what the point is, what the actual details are on this pixel slate sale. Because I can't again. I'm guessing it's a bundle sale. I'm guessing it's uh, again. I don't know what four hundred forty nine dollars will buy you, but it's intriguing as hell. I would encourage everyone to please tweet us. We'll remind you again next week because we will have a show next week um, to tweet us if you end up buying any of these deals. I think it'll be just a interesting look to see uh, you know what we can save money on. Look. It's it's a big consumer holiday. We're trying to save some money. Everyone's trying to save $10 here, $20 there. We're all trying to just yeah. make it by in this life. So I completely understand <laughs> waiting for these big sales. Um, yeah. I just think that's, yeah. Just, just don't buy anything on impulse. I, I have been following uh, the tradition. It, it looks like because now there's so much competition for consumer dollars, for Black Friday. Now pretty much everybody who is operating a sale has at least released what their what what the what the circular is going to be, what the what the actual discounts are going to be well in advance so you can actually look you can actually anticipate that hey, well, I I have been uh, for the past year I've been looking for an opportunity to upgrade my Chromebook or like the situation that Flow is in that I no I, I need to the the setup of home automation stuff is Okay, but I I really did want to get another speaker for this room and another one mm -hmm. for this, and I kind of want another camera here. A good opportunity to pick up things like that. Um, and fortunately, uh, you can get a lot of name brand stuff. It's not like uh, TVs where <laughs> where like Walmart will commission a factory to per, to make these insanely cheap. Here's where's can can we save eight can we save eight cents by making sure there's no shielding on any of the wiring inside? Great, then remove all the shielding from all the wiring. Uh, so if they if you're being offered like a Dell Chromebook this model this capacity, you are probably going to be it's almost certainly going to be the same model you saw reviewed on Wirecutter or elsewhere uh, a year before. Uh, so so it's a it is a great opportunity for things that you have been meaning to get all along like again like that second speaker like again if you were saying am i i love my chromebook but it's a little bit long in the tooth i kind of wanted an, uh, an i5 based uh chromebook if i can find one at a good discount just don't get suckered in by you know fast twitch <laughs> like monkey or lizard based dna behavior like ooh shiny thing ooh i've got i've got 320 dollars i'll make another 320 dollars really quickly buy it now We'll have a couple more tips for you next exactly. week anyway. We won't leave you completely 
uh, in the dust. Um, that kind of, that is kind of that, Andy. We have really like, woo, we've really gone through it this week. I think we have. Um, I, th- I feel like really I've, have. I, I feel as though we've put our audience through something. We have. Yeah. We have. Um, and Andy, where can our audience tune in if they want more of you after <laughs> they're finished listening to the show? Hard to imagine, but uh, normally you can you can listen to me roughly, usually about every Friday on WGBH uh, NPR in Boston talking about technology. We are being preempted. The entire show, not just my stuff, is being preempted left and right because of live coverage of the impeachment hearings. Uh, but uh, the usual trick is uh, if you visit my Twitter feed uh, at Anotco, I-H-N as in Nancy, A-T as in Tom, K-O. I usually post in advance, here's what I'm going to be on the radio, here's what I'm publishing here, yes. and here are my thoughts. I'm, I'm working on a review, but here's some initial thoughts here. I made a special trip out to check out the MacBook, the new MacBook Pro to see if the keyboard was an utter complete, an utter piece of garbage like previous ones, a partial piece of garbage like the later iterations of the keyboard, or not garbage at all, and I haven't written a review yet, but I was able to tweet that up. So just at a not go. And as for me, I am at florenceion.com and honestlytechpod.com. That is my new podcast called Honestly Tech. We, we, it just being me uh, and a guest, will be returning next week just in time for your Thanksgiving turkey. So stay tuned to that. I'm also uh, hoping to return to Twitch very soon. Hoping to return this weekend uh, if you're interested in keyboard DIY. And then I have a new holiday DIY that I am starting next week to coincide with with the holiday that's coming up um, here in America, where we eat a lot of turkey. Hot glue gun and googly eyes? Uh, not quite. Okay. It is, I, um, I'll i I'll tell you guys next okay, week. Okay, good. We'll find out. Okay? Week. Yeah, we'll find, I'll tell you guys next week, because I have to plan it out and stuff. Um, so until then, thank you everyone for tuning in. Don't forget that you can go to relay.fm slash material uh, to check on show notes, to check on past episodes. You can also email us there, um, but we kind of prefer that you tweet us because it's a little quicker for us and we'll actually see it, <laughs> uh, which you can do at material podcast, or you can just tweet at us at Anako or at Odafflow. And remember, of course, remember that we're both, we're both freelance writers. So we spend every time that we can't push that cursor to the right anymore. We will fill time by checking Twitter. So that's why you exactly. tend to, we tend to see things on Twitter Versus a lot more email. quickly than yeah, exactly. E- emails Oops. with or we're scary editors, like send us things about exactly. We're really emails excited about that thing that you're going to be filing for us in two days time. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you can get a membership with us. So if that's something that maybe you want to think about uh, for the holiday, buying a membership for a family member that loves us, why not? Uh, until- you, know what, you, you, know, you know what you could you could do? You could like, if there's a relative that's really, really been honking you off, you can mm. just like spike them. Like normally, like you give them like the $50, the $60, the $70 like gift basket. You go to the drugstore, get them like that really chintzy box of Danish cookies that cost like $3 and then take like the rest stuff. of the money and put into a membership. And they'll never know, but you'll know. And you I, will I like feel so good about this. It won't I don't be harming mind anybody. I you get me that tin. I would love that tin of cookies. I I love them. Uh, Anyway, until next week. Sewing notions, sewing notions. I know, I know, I know. You could put lots of stuff in it. Uh, Okay, until next week, Andy and I are going to have so much more for you. We love you. Have a good seven days. We do. I said good day, sir.